You will now listening to the ta- the Legends of Tabletop podcast. I am Max Booth. I, I, I am excited to be on the show. Thank you very much for joining us, Max. I really do appreciate your time. Um, can, now, I know that you are here today to promote a very, very special book. Can you please tell me about Carnivorous Lunar Activities? Yes, I can. It is a novel coming out next month through Fangolia, which is pretty insane since I mean, the last few yields, they were kind of defunct. But last year, they came back to print, a new publisher, new owner. And now they, in addition to doing a magazine, they want to produce films, they're doing podcasts, and also they're producing a new line of books. And my novel happens to be uh, Nimble 3 in the Fangolia paperback line. It is a novel about um, best friends, childhood best friends. A guy named Justin calls up his old childhood BFF, BFF named Ted and says, Hey, man, I need you to come back to my house. I know we haven't talked in a long time, but it's kind of an emergency. Please just come. I have to talk to you. So he goes and he goes over to the house, and one thing leads to another. And then Justin is chaining himself up in the basement and handing Ted a gun and saying, Come midnight, man. I need you to shoot me in the halt. <laughs> so that's the oh, premise. Yes, yes. I had a very hard time putting the book down. And I did, I mowed through it through one very long sitting, but it was one sitting. Oh. Excellent. Uh, that's kind of the way I hope people read it, because most of the book is just one long conversation. So and I think it benefits. Yeah. Um, which the dialogue, your way of handling dialogue in general just kind of blew me away. Uh, speaking of, I am very glad that you landed Fangoria as your publisher for the book. Um, can you please share how that came about? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I think it was in 2015. I did my debut live reading in Dallas with um, Illich Pruitt. Uh, I'm forgetting the rest of the names. Beside, but also Joe Lansdale was reading as well. And he's my favorite writer of all time. He is, as people like to say, the GOAT. Yeah, he's not an actual GOAT. It's, it stands for, I believe, greatest of all... Uh, hmm. Hmm. No one knows. <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, we did this reading in Dallas. It was a great time. I've never read in the past, and I was quite nervous because I have a lot of self-esteem issues about talking in general, so I don't know how I got on this show, but hey. Uh, and I, I laughed and went home, and I tried to forget about it. And then a few months later, this man named uh, Will Evans, he emails me and says, hey, I live in Dallas, and I own this bookshop, and I was at that reading, and 
I'm, be, I'm about to begin a new publishing company with this film producer called, and we're going to call it Cinestate. And you, you get any books you want to submit to us? I liked what you read. And I said, well, I have nothing, but I can pitch you something. So I pitched them a few um, ideas, and he liked carnivorous lunal activities. So I wrote that out, and I submitted it, and I waited like a year, and nothing happened. <laughs> and then I ran into uh, Will Evans at a... Uh, book fest, and I was like, "Hey, man, what's going on with that uh, book?" And he goes, "Oh yeah, I left that company." And I said, "Oh, well, shit." <laughs> so I began to submit it to other places, and as I was uh, waiting, uh, uh, well, it was announced that Fingoria was coming back from the dead. So I emailed them this, the same night they announced they would be coming back, saying, "Hey, if you guys need any uh, help editing or whatever." please give me a job and the guy who responded his name is dallas who owns the who also owns cinestate i didn't know cinestate was buying fingoli at the time it wasn't not public knowledge and dallas he responds to me and goes hey i recognize your name i think you submitted a book to us and i'm like yeah i think i did too <laughs> and he goes well give me like a week and i'll get back to you and then five months pass and uh, i email him again like hey that's a long week dallas <laughs> <laughs> he, e he, e he emails me like two days later and uh he's he accepts it and we get on a phone a phone call a big old conference call with the staff at fangolia and Senate state we hash out a deal and that's how he was made awesome yeah. i feel that it was a wise business decision on both their behalf and it was wonderful for you too we're all benefiting here yeah no one's uh, making mistakes no, man, <laughs> it, it is really stupid how excited I am for your book. How large was your pool of beta readers? I had two. I had a, my good, good friend, Betty Rocksteady, who's written many great books called uh, The Writhing Skies and White Jagged Teeth, and that's it. She's never written anything else. I think she uh, stopped writing, actually. <laughs> well, <laughs> okay. no, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> Betty Rock City, she read the book and she gave me some notes. She was like, you know, this is good, but what if they, what if there was mill vomit involved? She, I don't know why, but she's always saying you should add mill vomit to the things you write. And I was like, Betty, that's strange, but okay. So, I mean, if you read the book and you think everyone's vomiting quite a bit, now you know why. You can uh -huh. thank Betty Rock City. Uh, so she gave me some good notes. And at this time, the book was only half the length of what it is now. Mm-hmm. Because originally, I know you, you read it. You know how it's split up into two sections? Yes. Originally, the book ended at section one. Oh. Yeah, and I, but I was having difficulties with uh, pitching it to different presses after uh, Cinestate was kind of silencing me. Uh -huh. And I, I realized, oh, it's because it's in between this spot of novella and novel, and no one wants it. And I already had this idea of adding on to the book, so I just went ahead and wrote like 15,000 worlds like a, a week. <laughs> I was oh like, yeah, this gosh. is good. And then they accepted it, and I was like, wait, wait, I, I added a new ending. <laughs> oh, gosh. Like, they will still game. But I also wait, had... Wait, there's more. <laughs> it gets bloody old now. Uh, I had also a good friend named Thomas Joyce, who contributes to the This Is Full website and also sometimes the podcast and he read the uh the finished manuscript and he gave me a lot of good notes he's a great a better riddle better riddle i don't know uh but yeah those are the only two people i had to read it ahead of time okay man um 
but yeah, that we're just going to skip over the second half of that question. Um, let's see, which came first, Perpetual Motion Machine or Dark Moon Digest? Oh, DMD did definitely because it was not owned by us in the beginning. A man named Stan Swanson was doing the magazine a long time ago before I even got involved. And he also had a, a book publishing company called Dark Moon Books. So the magazine was like branched off from that press. So we got involved by just saying, hey, uh, yeah, we'll help you guys out. We'll um, edit, we'll be associate editors and read slush. And eventually it just branched in from Stan no longer wanting to be involved with publishing. So we just took the magazine over. Well, before we took the magazine over, we had this itch to begin a small press, kind of like Dark Moon Books, because we just thought, I don't know, I don't know what we will think, and to be honest with you, we've made tons of mistakes in our lives. <laughs> we all do. Yeah. So now we have, like, some people are like, well, we had a drunken night, and now we have a kid. But us, it's like, well, we had a drunken night, and now we're stuck with this publishing company. So, I mean, whatever. <laughs> what costs more? I mean, you can kill a publishing company if you get sick of it. Oh, that's, all, that's, that's all I'm saying. Okay. You won't go to jail. No one will say anything. No. They'll just be disappointed. Yeah. Damn, I just submitted something to him. Damn it. <laughs> ah, I'm still under this contract. I can't resell this work. You just published it. Now no one's going to buy a book that was just out. Oh, man. Which happened to me, actually, with a press called Dark Fuse, which was pretty big quite a, a few years ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they they, uh, they published my novel, The Nightly Disease, and then, like, six months after the fact, they went bankrupt. Oh. That was great and fun. I, I still haven't gotten paid from them. Oh, no. That's terrible to hear. Ugh. But speaking of publishing. Yes, let's speak of it. I can't help myself. I listen to the This Is Horror podcast. I adore it. It <sighs> blares through my car speakers instead of the standard AM radio maniacy that hovers around these parts. Uh, it's Michael David Wilson. Um, yeah. Who is the cute little voice on the commercial for PMM DMT? Oh, that would be uh, Lori Michelle's son, oh, Dylan. Okay. Yeah. I wish it was me. I wish I could just, I could admit that I do a chipmunk voice on demand, but no. That was taken when he was nine, and he's 11 now. Oh, okay. An old clip. Oh, man. So, I mean, uh, the nightly, what was it, nightly activities? The nightly disease. The nightly disease. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that uh, was a novel I wrote um, about my job, which is a night shift at a hotel. So it's just about this uh, this loser trying to survive every night at this hotel, and the hotel does not want him to survive. Oh gosh! I ended up just self-releasing it through PMMP after the Yellow Press went bankrupt because I didn't have much of a choice at that point because no one's going to take on a book that just came out six months ago. Oh man! But what? Can can you share with me anything else that that may have opened up for you uh, from the publishing deal that you've gotten with Bangoria? Anything else? Um, I've gotten a lot of new contacts, like with people in the film industry and 
have discovered a lot of new podcasts, actually, because the marketing team at Fangoria has scheduled me on no less than 100 podcasts for the next two Whoa. months. And most of these people, I'm like, who the fuck is this? Oh, no. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it, but okay. <laughs> I mean, well, I, I'm going to thank you for one, uh, for being so open and willing to speak with me in the first place it's like well who is this lady well see i i i knew you from like facebook and stuff but i'm, mm -hmm. I'm talking about some some companies i've never even revealed the name of i don't know huh. really found some of these podcasts but i mean it's gonna be it's gonna be fun um mm -hmm. a few of them will driving out close to me and we're gonna do it live oh so wow that'll be, that'll be fun um but yeah i mean also another opportunity that has opened up is i now have like stuff inside fangolia magazine and that's pretty fucking cool. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I used to read that magazine constantly. Was like when I was a kid, and now to see my name in it, it's, it's a dream come true. Maybe it yeah. is a dream. Maybe I'm gonna wake up in a few minutes. <laughs> I don't Touch know. yourself, man. Oh. Um, that that's. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I do that? Huh? Why would you do that? Yeah, Why would why'd you, you tell me to do that? that? That was painful. <laughs> well, you didn't have to do it. Do you make every guest uh, afflict pain on themselves? Well, no, not every guest no, is as much of, of a masochist. So speaking of masochism, yeah. uh, how long have you been, what, what drove you to write in the first place? I don't know. I mean, I've never decided on a good way to answer that question. Uh, it's just something I've always done as a kid. And mm -hmm. it's the only thing I think I'm good at at all. So I just kept with it. Uh, when I was, uh, when I was, like between age 12 and 16, uh, we will, I was taken out of school and we lost the house and I kind of just oh. lived in a hotel for several years and never left the room. So I had a lot of time to practice. Okay. Yeah. You know, typical kid stuff. <laughs> typical. Yes. I mean, it, it's kind of interesting. Once you get us separated from the group, how individualized yeah, I mean, our, our experiences can be. I mean, if you dedicate several years to only reading and writing, it's, you definitely can uh, improve, I feel. So if anyone wants to improve themselves as a writer, I recommend just, I don't know, going to prison. <laughs> <laughs> Locking well, themselves up in a basement and trying to convince your best friend to shoot you. I don't know. <laughs> oh, man. But, but yes, I... I could imagine that having a uh, having some type of a bloodborne pathogen of sorts to who have you been talking to alter your alter your uh, strength, you know that 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 might uh, that that might have something to do with it. Yeah, I'm always I'm always like approaching stray dogs and like holding out my hand, thinking they might bite me. I mean, you never know. That's how it begins. That's how it okay. begins. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> All right. Now, now, now I'm going to dive into an, an oddball one. Okay. We're, we're, we're going to start with music here. Okay. What's the first music album you ever bought with your own money? It was called uh, Issues by a, a, an awful new metal band named Kuln. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was a CD. Um, yeah. I'm a, I am a, 
I am a baby. Yes. Oh man. <laughs> See, this is what happens when I decide to stop dyeing my hair. It's like my little sparkles come out to play. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, let's see, corn. I, I used to love corn back in the day. That's what they all say. No one says, oh, I still love corn. They always say, oh, I used to love that band. <laughs> well, then it got kind of old. Yes, yes, it did. But yeah, uh, what album can you listen all the way through without skipping a single uh, track? The Moon in Antarctica by Modest Mouse. Okay. I, I tend to listen to um, albums like straight through. I don't like the shuffle option. Okay. Yeah. Because there's, it's like reading an anthology. There's an order to it. Yeah, and plus, I just, if if it's an album, I'm usually already familiar with the tracks, and I can think, okay, I don't have to go back on iTunes or whatever and hit skip. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm, if I'm on shuffle, there's always the, the chance of like getting a song like "Smell Yo Dick" that pops up. And it's like, ah, no, I don't want to listen to this right now. I'm not in the mood. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> what's the What's the best dick joke that you've heard today? Today, oh, man, I, I woke up and I've been talking to you. So, I mean, you told me a oh, bu- you, you told me a bunch of disgusting dick jokes before we got on. I, I did. I'm not oh. gonna repeat those because okay. we will get banned from YouTube. Ah, uh, unfortunately, yes, banned from YouTube. That, that's that's not <laughs> banned what because of dick jokes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I think dick jokes is like a state of mind. Yes. Yeah. You can quote me on that. <laughs> I believe I will. Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Okay, so you have the power to create one perfect movie or TV adaptation of a video game story. A video game. Okay. What game do you pick? Okay. I got to think about this one. Naming some video games. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, Donkey Kong. It would be Donkey okay. Kong. It'd just be this ape going around just, just slaughtering humans. Uh-huh. And and this one um Loosel Plummel named uh Mario. Yeah. He has to try to save the day. Okay. So yeah, this monkey he kidnapped his wife, maybe. And he's like, Oh man, this is a lot like a uh, King Kong. We'll we'll get a little bit too close to copyright infringement. So I don't know what would happen. Instead of a building, he just stands on top of a pile of barrels. Yeah, he he climbs a bunch of ladles somehow. Yes. (laughs) It would be extremely bloody. It would be almost a trauma movie, I think. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That that would work well, I believe. Now, (laughs) speaking of trauma. Yes. Trauma. What's the most gracious response to the rejections that you've received over all of the years of your masochism, you writer? Like what type of response I have given to a rejection? Yes. Uh, none. You should never <laughs> respond to a rejection at all. However, I've rejected plenty of things and I've gotten plenty of abuse back to me. <laughs> what's, the, what's the worst response that you've gotten to Handing out a rejection. I've gotten a lot like, you don't know a goddamn thing, fuck you, and stuff like that. But the worst is when uh, I go to a convention and someone comes up to me and it's like, hey, you just rejected me. And I just, and it was just silence that follows. And I go, okay, you want to no. buy a book? <laughs> 
that happened a lot recently at um, a, a convention in Austin because I just did a pizza anthology called yes. Tales from the Crest, and I rejected mm-hmm. quite a few people. And a lot of those people went to that convention, and they liked to tell me I rejected them. I had no response at all. Congrats! And one guy was one guy was like, "I'm gonna kick your ass in the parking lot," but jokingly, but also maybe not jokingly. I was like, so I like I took down I took the book in my hand and I threw it on the ground. I was like, "Let's go then." (laughs) He's like, "Whoa, never mind, man." He would have killed me. I, I can't fight at all. I'm not oh, funny. no. <laughs> oh, man. <clears throat> Speaking of getting your ass kicked. Yes. Uh, what's the most agonizing career decision you have ever had to make? Okay. Um, for two months, I bought at this big, uh, like, merchandise wheelhouse building, and it was awful. The, the, the management was, uh, they were practically abusive, not, like, physically, but the way they yelled at everyone was awful. Um, it was a big building in Texas. Was no, no AC was involved, so we were just drenched with sweat the whole time. Um, halfway through my two, mon- my two months at this place, I sliced my wrist open while moving a a big suit of armor, like one of those knights. And so I had to be put on um, cashier duty for like a two weeks. And everyone just began to hate me because they were like, ah, he's not even picking up on his slack. We have to move all these items. And he's staying at the cashier. And it's like, I can't move my wrist, man. Yeah. So it, it got to like, everyone was against me. I was like, this place sucks. Oh, and I, eventually got, um, I got shit canned because I got a cold. And I missed one day. No! I don't know. You might be able to see the skull. Maybe. It's a difficult angle. It's right here. It is a difficult angle. Is there <laughs> is there a reason why you've had that tattoo placed so strategically? No. <laughs> <laughs> I was 18 and I was like, yeah, I'm going to get a tattoo. So I went and they were like, what do you want? And I said, I don't know. Skeleton tattoo. It's just a skeleton <laughs> key. Let's do a skeleton key. He was like, what is that? And I was like, you know what a skeleton key is. And he drew a key that was an actual skeleton. I don't think he knows what, it, what a skeleton key was. Oh, no. But I mean, I liked it. So I was like, yeah, let's do it. And it's kind of it's kind of interesting because the design, it looks like it says SK, Stephen King. Hey, so there just, you go. I just tell people that's what it means, but it was just accidental. Okay. Maybe it means it like uh, Scott Kong. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know who that is. See, I'm so petty when you were talking about the uh, the, the slicing of your wrist happening before and coworkers yeah. being a pain about it. Oh, to move my bandage and squirted. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm so petty, though. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, if this is such a pain, your blood now. We should um, all just begin to bleed on this show. <laughs> Did you see that movie, uh, Cam? No. On Netflix? Uh, we should just, like, 500 tokens will begin to bleed. Oh! Wait. It's on Netflix. Yeah, it's about the Cam girls and oh, like, yes. a, a doppelganger. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We should, we should uh, just begin taking requests. Absolutely. Oh man. And and now now I kind of regret not paying attention to the uh I I think there's a group chat option. I think so, yeah. If it's YouTube. Yep. I have no idea. I know I, some, I know someone's watching. 
and and I wish I could respond to your questions live. Let, let's just answer them anyway. Uh, <laughs> question one, yes. Question yes. two, absolutely not. But question three, only once, but I was drunk. Uh, those are the three questions. Yes, absolutely. Now, let's see. Now, I know you've got a lot of wonderful, absolutely beautiful things going on in your life at this moment, as I would, I would uh, pretend to know. Okay. Uh, let's see. What job, if you were offered it, would make you immediately drop everything, like stop the presses, stop everything. Okay. I'm going to do this. What I job would, would make you do that? I want to be um, editor-in-chief of the Weekly Real News. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah, that's my that's my dream. Make the writers tell you all about Bat Boy. Hell yeah. Yeah. I'll, I would I would let everybody go. It would just be me. <laughs> That'd be an awful boss. <laughs> Save so much money though. I know that uh, would be terrible. <laughs> they would love me. Oh man. Mm. Oh shoot. La 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 la. How did you make your first dollar? <sighs> Okay, yeah. I used when I was a kid. I used to make comic books and sell them on the bus for like twenty five cents each. Nice. Yeah. So that was that would have to be it. Oh man! See, I just wrote really badly written uh, erotica starring people nice. that made fun of me doing really <laughs> embarrassing things. Do you have any you can read? No, because it was all confiscated by my principal, and I almost got expelled. That guy was a pill bolt. He was like, oh, I'll take these the ladle. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> what, what, song, <laughs> what song would you like played at your funeral? Oh, what song? Hmm, probably something obnoxious that has a lot of animal noises in it. Okay. Like, I don't know, ducks mating. <laughs> That has to be a CD, Ducks Mating. Okay. Yeah. Now, t tell me tell me one thing. Other than your masochistic writing, I, I'm just going to say okay. that, that we are all kind of masochists in that way. All right. Um, what's one thing that you're exceptionally good at that's not writing? Or um, I am excellent at always being sleepy. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm pretty good at that. Uh, I I can understand that. I used to work second shift. Okay. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yes, but it's so nice to be able to get up in the middle of the afternoon and like yeah, it is. go I travel. Do a fantastic YouTube show like this. Well, thank you. Yeah. I, I'm so happy that I could be the start to your day. It's all downhill. <laughs> Oh man, it's, it's, it's messed up because uh, over the weekend at this hotel down the street from my hotel, the guy mm -hmm. doing uh, the night shift, he uh, was a disturbance outside, a lot of people making noise. So he walks outside and someone shoots him in the face. Ah! Yeah, oh. so that, that was the day before I began my shift. I was like, oh man, good like sign. your first shift it there went, or no, it was over the weekend. This oh my weekend. gosh. Yeah. He, he's in stable condition, though. So, I mean, we can make jokes about it. He didn't die. Excellent. I, <laughs> yeah. I hope he's not, like, too badly disfigured. Let's hope not. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, my heart goes out to that guy. He's just minding his own business, man. Uh -huh. uh, what are you really bad at? What do you know you're really bad at? 
Drawing. Yeah. Okay. I cannot draw anything. You should draw something. All right. What do you want me to draw? Uh, draw, draw a werewolf. Okay. I can continue to answer questions. Do it. Okay. Now, while you're drawing me this wonderful masterpiece, yeah. Um, what do you like to? How do you like to hit the reset button after a terrible day? Just a shit day. I don't know how. I don't. I don't know. Maybe that's my issue. How do you? I brew beer as a okay. hobby, so I enjoy my beer. Okay, I do have a I do have an answer. Um, it's a new hobby I recently I took up last year. I've been making claymation videos, and I have no intention of doing anything with them. I just enjoy messing around with clay, so that's kind of relaxing. I haven't yeah. done it a lot, a lot. I made maybe three videos, but it takes mm -hmm. a long time to make even one. And yeah. yeah, I'm bad at it, but I think it's kind of fun. So that would be my answer. There's something, there's something crazy about the way clay. And stop motion looks when it's in a video. I yeah. love it. That's wonderful. I mean, my husband and I just started uh, doing a let's both draw the same picture and paint it in watercolor. Okay. <laughs> you know, and it's yeah. and interesting how we both come up with these wildly differing output. Now, um, while you're drawing, yeah. This this fantastic werewolf that I cannot wait to see, but oh, I'll give you plenty of time. It's so bad. <laughs> to complete this beautiful, beautiful work of art. Okay. Now, what what is your favorite method of gaming? Would that be video games or would it be tabletop games? I would have to say tabletop. I don't play a lot of video games. Okay. I try I, I try to, but Every time I seem to fool myself, because after 10 minutes, I just have lost interest. Mm -hmm. I love playing build games and, like, dominoes, so, yeah. Okay. Now, uh, what's your favorite tabletop game? <sighs> I don't know. This is a bad answer, but I don't know. It's okay. Yeah. We played so many. I don't have a favorite, and like the ones I do like to play a lot, I don't know if they would be considered like a tabletop game. What is the definition of a tabletop game? It, are you face to face with the person that you're playing with? That's it. Yeah. Okay. Um, then patty kick. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars, Star Trek, or for or for those that like neither of the previous selections. Dune. One, uh, two, or three. Oh man, um, I have not read Dune, but I would like to. Uh, I even I have the book, and I was thinking nah, I should read that soon because that dude's gonna make a movie of it, and I like what the, <laughs> I like the movies he makes. He, <laughs> he makes good movies. Dennis something V is French. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to say his name. Uh, I would have to say Star Worlds because I've never watched Star Trek. I'm not a big Star Worlds fan either. Yeah. I'm sorry. Okay. It's okay. <laughs> I didn't say anything bad of... about Star Trek. No. I just haven't gotten into it yet. No, no, no. One day. You didn't say anything bad about it at all. Uh, let's see. Uh, if you could have a one, one superpower, what yes. would it be and why? Um, well, 
I would like to be able to draw. <laughs> um, no, I would like to have the ability to stop time so I can sleep as long as I want and then wake up and no time has passed. Okay. Okay. Ready? Makes sense. Let's see. Okay. Can you see it? <laughs> oh, that's... Come on. Oh, that's beautiful. Oh, thank you. Woof! Hello. Woof. That is fantastic. I did that both languages. So, like, in English, it's hello, but if you translated it, it would be woof. Woof, yes. And yeah. in, in, in uh, canine speak. Yeah, um, Lithonese. <laughs> okay. Marvel or DC? Marvel, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I'm not a big comic book guy, so. Okay. Sci-fi or fantasy? Sci-fi. Okay. Yeah. Do you have a favorite sci-fi work? Do I? Uh, yeah. That's why I like the Twilight Zone. Okay. Does yes. that count? Yeah, it should count. Yes, yeah. that yeah. counts. Okay. That absolutely 100% counts. Oh, man. What about you? What do you, what do you, are you sci-fi? Are you fantasy? What? Oh, man. It, it, in my younger years, it used to be fantasy. Mm -hmm. But, um, uh, uh, I'm a little bit more toward sci-fi. Like, uh, Go to hell, yes. fantasy. <laughs> Not necessarily, but, uh, eh, I, I space opera. It's, yeah, space is cool. Yes. Um, All those planets and stars and shit. I hope one day someone just like straps me in a box and shoots me into space and I'm just my last dying breath is just trapped in the black nothingness. That's my dream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what about you? <laughs> Somewhat similar. I I have a uh I my advanced directive, I guess you could say, would be cremate me and put me in a box. I would love to know what it feels like for my skin to revulse. So you to know disintegrate? I mean? No, but like to if my skin was inside out. Oh, I would okay. love to know what that felt like. How? Yeah, probably. <laughs> yes. How? Yeah. Um, I don't know how to go about okay. doing that. I'll have to contact a scientist. Ow. <laughs> that that would that would hurt. It'd be kind of like flaying. It'd be, it would be flaying. It'd be painful to walk because also your feet would be like that too. So every time you take a step, <laughs> oh man, that's making me think of that that episode of Aqua Teen Hunger Force where Carl gets put on a body of eyeballs. <laughs> what? <laughs> so does he have a suit of eyeballs? No, his body is eyeballs. Just he's oh. just composed of a bunch of eyeballs. He's like, I see everything. Oh, now I have Ow. a new dream. Yeah, that yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah. Oh man. But uh, any, do you have do you have anything else in the wheelhouse that you would like to scream about? That you would like to promote? Well, I have the book coming out next month. That's about it. Mm -hmm. um, with my own writing, but this year through Perpetual Motion Machine, we'll be publishing like five books. Mm -hmm. One of them is George Daniel Lee's collection, Born in Blood. It's kind of Clyde Bulkley. The way it's written. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's pretty great. We have Michael David Wilson's debut book. The uh, Girl on the Video is a novella about a man who, be who begins to receive strange video clips on his phone. 
And that's how I'll say. Uh, we also have The Eight Eyes That See You Die by W.P. Johnson, which is a collection of spiral-themed uh, short stories. And we also have Tales from the Crest, which is a, an anthology of pizza-related hull. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's it. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I'm, al- I'm also writing a Christmas novel called The Geasel on Patreon. I'm just publishing it two times a month. So if you go to patreon.com slash PMM publishing, you can read it. Awesome. That's all I have. Okay. Now, remind us again of the URLs where we can find okay. you, Facebook, Twitter, yeah, yeah, okay. My website is tailedfromtheboot.com, which is a website I came up with when I was 12. So, I mean, I'm stuck with it now. Uh, I'm, I tweet at, at give me your teeth. Uh, my, the PMMP's website is perpetualpublishing.com. Uh, don't add me on Facebook, please. <laughs> okay. I'm on Instagram at PMM Publishing. I don't have a separate one. I don't know how to log in and out of Instagram. So I just, began doing one account and that's all i have yeah those are the the accounts okay well again max thank you so so very much for taking the time out of your day and your busy busy afternoon oh my busy afternoon (laughs) (laughs) no problem thank you for having me come on this has been fun Absolutely. You have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Bye. Hey, everybody. Before we wrap up this episode, I'd like to take a minute to say thank you for tuning in. We hope you're enjoying the podcast from our interviews and actual plays to our rambling roundtable discussions. If you like what you're here and you'd like to support the show, we have two great sponsors for you to check out. Birds of a Feather Coffee Company is a small batch craft coffee roaster and is our OG sponsor. There are three signature blends to choose from. The Morning Lark, which is a light roast. The Night Owl Blend, which is a rich dark roast. And the Hummingbird Decaf Blend. They also have the exclusive Legendary Brew, a nice medium roast coffee. Perfect fuel for all those late night gaming sessions. If you use the code LEGENDS10, you'll get 10% off your order and shipping is always free. Our new sponsor is Thing 12 Games. Thing 12 Games is an independent board game publishing and development company. They are the creators of the award-winning Dice Of series in the arena of pocket tin dice games. Currently available are both Dice of Crowns, where you roll dice, backstab your friends, and try to claim the royal crown. And Dice of Pirates, where you play as a pirate captain, rolling them bones, fighting your mates, and claiming the booty all for yourself. Click Click Boom! is a tension-filled social deduction card game full of clicks, bluffs, and booms. Their latest offering is Seals of Cthulhu, a strategic bidding and bluffing card game set within a Cthulian universe where two players battle for the fate of the world. They are also offering both Alhaka and Project Dreamscape by Sarah and Will Reed. And if you order through their website, you can use code LEGENDS10 and you'll receive 10% off your order. Thanks everybody for checking it out. We'll catch you next time. This podcast is a proud member of the Legends of Tabletop Broadcast Network. For more gaming-related content, please visit www.legendsoftabletop.com.